It's time! Fight fans and degenerate gamblers, welcome to the Thick Boys Fight Club, where there are only two rules. Rule number one, always talk about Thick Boys Fight Club. Rule number two, talk about Thick Boys Fight Club, even if no one wants to talk about Thick Boys Fight Club. All right, all right, guys, we are back. Once again, this is Thick Boys Fight Club. I'm Nick Westervelt. And I'm Ty Stewart. We're going to be doing the breakdown today, guys. We are super pumped for this card. UFC on ESPN 12. Poirier versus Dan Hooker. Let's fucking go, baby. This is the one we've been waiting for. Bro, this is going to be a fucking epic night. This is going to be an epic fight card. Super pumped about going through these fights, honestly. Actually, every fight I think on this card is going to be amazing, to be honest with you. Uh, first off, let's go over the news like always. Are you ready there? Oh, yeah. All right. So kind of as we went into last week a little bit on just a little update on the Contender Series they gave today. Um, so it is official. It's going to start on August 4th. And they've actually announced most of the fights for it. Um, so if it's something you guys want to go check out, you guys can just search it on the internet real quick. And one of the MMA sites will pop up. There's kind of the, most of the main events for them are set. And then they're still filling in the rest. But there's actually some names that are being popped up. So, you know, if you're looking for a fighter out there that you want to see if he's been making it, by all means, go check it out. Uh, next up, guys, reading about it, Alexander Gustafson made a little news today. He's been flaunting his new heavyweight physique, and he says he's never felt so strong. So now I'm definitely pumped to see him get back in the ring against uh, Word Up next month. That should be a badass fight. I think they're against Verdum. Verdum, I mean, sorry, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. And, and I'm interested to see how Gustafson looks, man. It's been a hot minute. He talked, you know, he said he was going to retire. This might be. It will be good to mix it up for him because, you know, there's nothing left for him at light heavyweight with John Jones still in the, in the mix. Yeah, no, for sure. But that should be a badass fight for sure. I'm kind of looking forward to that one. Masvidal, once again, was back in the headlines today as well. Oh, God, what did he say this time? Again on this money subject. Well, he basically said that he's set for life. And he really doesn't need to fight ever again. So fuck everyone is basically what he said. <laughs> good for you bro it's like yeah yeah you're set then why are you complaining about getting more money so that's well he's set for life yeah he basically said he's set and he's like i'm not gonna fight again unless i get what i'm worth so oh man again you signed the contract you literally fulfilled one out of eight fights of your contract shut the fuck up if you don't want to fight then we don't care it's it's no big deal to me i know it's kind of ridiculous as we've already talked about it but it is what it is i'm i'm honestly i'm kind of bummed i i'm kind of starting to really think we're probably not going to see jorge masvidal ever again we might have saw his last fight yeah whatever he would have got worked usman would have worked him colby covington would have worked that dude like who cares at this point oh there anymore. you go <laughs> speaking about usman uh he also made the news today he is going to be trading up camps for his title fence because oh i heard he's up in colorado or something yeah him and gilbert burns actually train on the same team and so he's not feeling comfortable about that which is a good um idea honestly right i mean they could be seeing each other's little tricks and whatnot exactly yeah i guess yeah say well do they have the same coaches i think they have different striking coaches and stuff they just train at the same facilities yeah for sure. I, I'm not sure I didn't read that far into it or look into it that much. You're probably yeah. right. I would assume they have different coaches possibly. But, yeah, he basically just said, though, um, Usman came out and said it, that 
you know, the other guys that he spars with and whatnot will know Usman's style because he's also sparring with them. So he wanted to change it up. So he's got a better advantage, I guess. I mean, I think yeah, that not a bad idea. Gilbert also, Burns a little chance there, baby. <laughs> yep. And uh, also, I believe he's going up to altitude, so it should make him even more of a savage. That's even have a true. better output in cardio. So, it, it, look, that fight's going to be amazing when he does happen. I actually didn't even think about that. That's a very good point you just made, for sure. Paige Van Zan also today had a comment about pay. She said she's been making more yep. money on Instagram. She said no. She, and I, I watched that video. Stars. She's made more money on Dancing with the Stars, and she could make more money promoting things on Instagram. On Instagram, she but she doesn't do that. that. What um, do you think about it's, that? Well, part of it is if she know, never she did. Totally, if she, and sorry, not to cut. She totally makes money on Instagram, and she promotes products. Oh no, no, I'm sure she does. I'm sure yeah. she does. But what she actually said was, "I could make more money." Yeah, I, I watched it this morning too. But um, part of it is just she has to understand, or I'm sure she totally realizes, it, is that she wouldn't be in the position she is now if she wasn't in the UFC to start with. Thank you. Yeah, it's the UFC is a platform for, like a lot of people have to realize it's the same as NFL. It's like when you join these things and you become famous like that, that gives you the opportunity and opens the doors to so many other options to increase your revenue. You know what I mean? It's just like the UFC is like when you sign up, if you become a star, if you're only depending on that money, you're a fool. Like you're becoming famous. You should be receiving sponsorship deals. They should actively be hustling to make more money and having other side gigs to set them up when they finish fighting. That should not be their entire life. Oh, I 100% agree. That's honestly, when I saw it this morning, that's the first thing I thought was, well, you wouldn't have been shit without the UFC. So what are we really talking about here? And now, once again, another fighter that wants to shit on the company that hooked them the fuck up. Kind yeah, of blows she was, my mind. I, I watched the video. She wasn't really shitting on them so much. She was just saying that, you know, she was hinting at, I'd like to get paid more. And she just basically was letting the UFC know that she is going to test free agency because that's what she said. It's like, I just want to see what's out there. There's no promise that I'm going to sign with the UFC, but there's also no promise that she's not going to sign with the UFC. I'm sure. She was just kind of letting, I think she was hinting at Scott Cooker over Bellator like, 100%. Hey, I'm sure he's I'm open. Pair, I'm open for business. <laughs> I'm sure that's what's going to happen. Uh, assume I would assume that's what. Yeah, I, I agree. She probably will get paid, but again, I think then she'd probably lose more money on a lot of the sponsorship deals. But again, for women, it's so much different. Like, especially for her, she's a pretty young lady on Instagram. You don't even have to be a famous fighter to make money on there. Hundred percent. All right, and then a little news on the fight card. I like this. I thought it was a feel-good story. Something I brought to your attention earlier about the diamond. You know, a little fun fact about him, about how he's Mr. on. Mr. Poirier. Mr. Poirier. You know, he is from a small town. And, you know, I remember hearing this little thing about how when ESPN Plus came out, he was a little bummed because, you know, mm. he, he sends his parents down to a small bar or whatnot to watch the UFC pay-per-view fights because I guess his parents possibly don't even have cable or a TV. On this fight night, he, for the town that he's from, is inviting people to come down to a burger joint down there. And he's in a pay for the tabs for those people on that night so they can come enjoy the fight and watch him fight off. You know, since it's a little small town he's from, a lot of people know who he is, know of him. I thought that was kind of cool. Oh, that's super cool of him. That's, yeah, that's a nice way to give back for sure. For sure. All right. Well, that's a wrap for the news. Let's do this. All right. Um, well, Nick, why don't you go over really quick the people that dropped out the fights that were supposed to be happening for the first fight of the main card. Yeah, so the first fight of the night scheduled up was Aspen Ladd versus Sarah McMahon. Unfortunately, Ladd got hurt last week and had to pull out. Then we had a new fight scheduled also with the current 
first fight of the night, honestly. Yeah. First, first fight up was going to be Sean Woodson versus Kyle Nelson. Unfortunately, Nelson had to pull out due to a visa issue and will now fight Julian Iroza. Yep. So just to bat it off right there, you've got Sean Woodson, 7-0. and um, They're going to be fighting in a catch weight. Probably, I'm thinking about 150 pounds, somewhere around that area, versus Julian Arosa, 13 and 3. All right. Well, I'll start with this one for you. You know, Arosa, four fight losing streak. I think the UFC is bringing him in just to fill a spot, honestly. I'm kind of like amazed at this. I'm really liking, you know, Woodson, fresher. He's the fresher fighter for sure. I mean, his first fight off on the contender series was, was great to watch full of action ends it with a flying knee. I hope that's what he does again. I'm going Sean Woodson on this one. All right. Um, I'm actually going to follow Nick on that one. I am liking uh, Sean Woodson more than I'm liking Julian Arosa. And actually I believe he's not Julian Arosa isn't on a four fight losing streak. He won his last one outside of the UFC. He was cut and now they've brought him back. Well, sorry. Let me, it's a four fight losing streak in the UFC. Oh, okay. UFC. Okay. That makes tons of sense. Yeah. Um, But so the reasons I like Sean Woodson here, he's a tall, lanky fighter. He uses his range really well. He has some pretty solid takedown defense, man. He's got a wicked flying knee and dude, he's six foot two for that division at 145 pounds. That's a huge reach. Julian Arosa is six foot tall, but the thing is he has a very low stance and um, keeps his head tucked very, very low, which is actually taking away from his advantage of being so tall as well. So kind of gives Sean more of an ability to use his range, which he already used as well, to pick him apart. And I think it should be an easy decision win for – not an easy, but it'll be a decision win for Sean Woodson. For sure, for sure. Yeah. Um, the next fight is going to be Gian Volante, 17-11. and 11. Uh, He's going to be a plus 185 underdog. They're fighting at heavyweight against Maurice Green, 8-5. and five. Minus 235 favorite. All right. Well, you got Gian Vellante here moving up to the heavyweight division. This is going to be his first fight in that division. You know, not too sure what that's all about. Maybe the weight cut down to 205 was he felt was hurting him or maybe he's just tired and lazy and doesn't want to lose the weight anymore. (laughs) Uh, You got Maurice Green here, on the other hand, is on a losing streak and kind of knows he's got to turn things around. Um, I like the changes he's made, though. He actually has just joined Jackson Week MMA. He's going to have the reach advantage on this fight, and he obviously should be the heavier fighter. We'll have to see where Gian Vellante comes in. But kind of for these reasons, I like the change-up a lot to Jackson Week MMA. I think he's got his head on straight. I'm going with Maurice Green. Yeah, well, we're on the same page today because I'm taking Maurice Green as well. <laughs> uh, Gian Vellante does train over at Matt Sarah's uh, gym, Blue Belt. I really do like Matt Sarah as a trainer and a coach and everything. But one thing I do have to say about Volante watching his past fights is he's very low volume, very basic in his striking abilities. He's a division one wrestler, but you never see it. He doesn't shoot for takedowns anymore. And again, he is moving up to heavyweight. And it sounded like in his past fights, he was thinking about it because he just didn't want to put in the work to lose the weight to make 205. And that makes me worried because his cardio wasn't overly impressive. So if he's not doing the extra cardio, the extra work to cut down, I'm a little worried about what he's going to be like in the ring going for 15 minutes. Or Maurice Green, he's got great movement. His cardio is solid. He's tall, lanky. He uses his range well. He diversifies his strikes. 
He uses kicks to the body, to the head. And these are all the reasons why I really like Maurice Green. I think this is going to be a stand-up battle, and it should really favor Green. He's what do you think Gian Vellante is going to weigh in on that, that day, on Friday? I'm thinking tops 230. That's, no, 235. that's kind of what I'm thinking. That's why I, I think Green might have like a 30-pound weight advantage on him, honestly, alone. I think that's going to be a lot to overcome, obviously. Yeah, well, standing at six foot seven to Giovanni six foot three, he's not short. But yeah, it's it's going to be a tough. If Volante thinks this is an easy fight, he's sorely mistaken. This is going to be a long night. Sorely, for sure, for sure. Yeah. Um, next up, we have Brendan Allen, fourteen and three, minus three hundred favorite, fighting at middleweight against Kyle. Dockhouse, 9-0, plus 230. He is also coming in on a short notice as well for this fight. Yeah, it was, this was a, supposed to be originally Brendan Allen versus Ian Heinch, who was forced from the car this week due to an injury. Uh, and the other thing, I was a little excited about that because ding, 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 we were going to go on my um, new prediction of fighters that make a quick turnaround here. I thought that was going to be an easy pick for me. Uh, now we got a little different scenario. Uh, you got Kyle Dalkis, who is 9-0. Not in the UFC, but he is an undefeated dude in all his amateur fights and whatnot. You know, um, Brandon Alice, uh, sorry, Brandon Allen, just coming off. He has two guy, two fights in the UFC. One being a submission, one being a TKO victory. So, you know, Dalkis too won the Contender Series fight that he was on, but he didn't get a contract, and I think that was for a reason. So. In that respect, I'm going to go with Brendan Allen here. You know, I think he's proven. I don't know a lot about Ta- Kyle Dalkis. I, I, th- I think this could end up being one of the fights of the night, honestly. Reading and watching these guys a little bit, it's going to be very exciting. Dalkis, too, is high on his little Darce chokes. He thinks he's the man. Let's be real. There's only one man. That's Tony Ferguson. <laughs> and <laughs> I just don't see it right now. You know, I, I, that's what I got. Yeah, um, wow, just three in a row. Both of us oh. picking the same guys. I'm also taking Brendan Allen. Um, look, Kyle here, he's a submission specialist. He's got a total of eight submissions, five of them by Darsh Choke. He does use his range well, utilizing kicks. Doesn't seem to have a lot of power. He, he obviously doesn't want to be on his feet. He's usually shooting for a takedown, trying to take his opponents down, work the top. What I do like is when he does get on top of guys, he does keep control. He doesn't let them get up to their fate, um, feet. And if they do, it wasn't easy, easily. He, his ground and pound is all right. It's not as devastating as I'd like to see. Unlike Brendan Allen over here, he's got some great takedowns, likes to work from the clinch. He's also a submission specialist with eight total submissions as well. He's also got some good knees in the clinch. He do, he's, takedowns are very solid. He... His control on top is a little shakier, but he's got a lot better ground and pound. He, I believe he's got like five TKO finishes, all from ground and pound. On top of his eight submissions, I just feel like he's got more tools to win. And then on top of it, Brendan Allen here is also Duke Rufus trained, so I feel more comfortable with him. Although there's not a lot of footage of him on his feet, I would favor him on the feet more than Dawkins uh, if it ended up taking place there. For sure, for sure. Yeah. Um, after that, we right. have Platinum we go, Mike Perry, 13-6, and six, minus 315, favorite fighting in the welterweight division against Mickey Gall, 6-2, and two, plus 245. Well, guys, I'll start it off with, 
this is going to be my pick of the week for you guys. This is going to be a little crazy, and we'll have to see what happens. I'm going to start this off. Mike Perry, definitely dealing with some personal issues. There is no doubt about it. You can't argue with me about that. You go on his Instagram, you can clearly see it. On top of that little problem, did you happen to catch his interview this morning there? Yes, I did. I watched both of them. Or the, I, just the clips. I watched the clips. Part of I mean, he is definitely off of his rocker. I mean, fuck fans. I don't need anyone but my girlfriend. She's got my back. This guy is completely off of his rocker. I mean, I'm not sure. This could all be a playing little mind games and whatnot. Uh, you know, I don't think it is personally. I mean, he goes and puts a picture on Instagram three or four days ago of his hand all fucked up, trying to act like a badass. Dana White instantly jumped on. No, that's an old picture. Uh, so what was the reason for doing that other than attention? And why is the other reason for putting pictures of you and your little young girlfriend on Instagram too all the time for attention? You know, I think he's, he's coming to the end of the road here. I hate to say it. I, I truly believe that. You know, maybe he does turn things around on Saturday night. But I just don't see it. Mickey Gall, you know, this is another weird pick for sure. He was an, he's an up and down fighter as well, too. We have to remember this, you know, he came out, oh, this is the next prodigy of the USC and all that came out real strong, big ups. What do you want? Like, I think three right off the bat, if I'm not mistaken. And then just kind of all of a sudden started finding a little bit more, just not mediocre talent. And then you know, had a rude awakening. This is the UFC. This ain't no amateur, you know, ultimate fighting championship out in your little small town. So I think though that he's learned some things and he's ready to be tested. I'm honestly, I'm even going to say it though. I don't even think it's going to be that much of a test. I think he's fighting a dude who's mentally fucked up. I can't believe they're putting that much big of a dog on him that he's going to be minus 300. I think that's crazy. I think this is a sleeper of a fight, honestly. I think Mickey Gall's going to get the upside, upset on this. There you go. Oh, well, first disagreement of the night. <laughs> um, I don't blame anyone who wants to take Mickey Gall as an underdog plus 245, man. And I'm going to say, sorry, I am going to say that's a big part of my pick too. The fact yeah, that this, it's that much of an underdog, it's crazy to me. Yeah, no, there's nothing wrong with taking, like, like I'm going to say, nothing wrong with taking this pick. Plus 245, this is MMA. Anything can happen. Look, Mickey Gall is a legitimate Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu black belt. He can submit guys from the bottom, from the top. He's legit as fuck. Only issues I have is sometimes he gets overeager. He loses the positions. I'd like to see him just focus on controlling his opponents more, especially when he's on top. And then the other thing is I'm not sold on his cardio, man. Diego Sanchez worked him in a round and a half. He gassed out, broke his will. And then in the next fight, he still, like, he won it. He got a United States win, but he looked like he was fading in that third round. And against some guy, someone like Platinum Mike Perry here, iron will and just freaking steel in his hands, you can't be like that. Look, Mike Perry may be on a two-fight losing streak. One of them was a quick TKO. But the other one that was a split decision loss to Vincent, Lu uh, Vincent Luque, yeah. that was a close fight, and I honestly thought Perry had won it, although that was a – Fucked up nose after that fight, man. Halfway across his face. It was gnarly as fuck. <laughs> I'm surprised. You, you couldn't see it at the end of the fight until yeah. they stood them up. But, look, Perry can knock anybody out in any round. Given, yes, I am a little bit worried about the whole coaching scenario. But from what I understand is 
He's still at his same gym. He's still training with the same people, still training with the same coaches. The only difference is he's not going to have any of them sit ringside and coach him through the fight. It seems like to me is he does. He probably thinks he doesn't listen to them when they're where, there anyways. Where did you read that at? Cause that's not he's what still I read. At the same. He's still at the same camp. I read he completely left the camp and everything. And he's been on his own for like the all last right, couple well, months. Something to look into. From what I had seen, he was still at his thing. <laughs> I don't think so. Like a, uh, all right, man. Yeah. Let, let me finish my stuff. Sorry. <laughs> um, for these reasons, this is why I'm p- picking Mike Perry. Again, this guy has only really lost to some of the best fighters in the UFC. And this Mickey Gall kid, I'm just not sold yet. That's why I'm taking Mike Perry. Minus 315. I wouldn't bet on this fight, but that's who I'm picking. All day. All um, yeah. day. Do what you got to do. And then last but not least, the main event, Dustin the Diamond Poirier, 25-6 and six with one no contest, coming in as a minus 220 favorite in the lightweight division versus Dan the Hangman Hooker, 20-8, and eight, plus 175 dog. All right. Well, I think we're going to have another disagreement on this one, I believe. Going back and looking at this, you know, Dustin Poirier, He's beaten all the top guys, man. You got Justin Gagey, Eddie Alvarez, Max Holloway. And honestly, I truly believe after watching the fight again that Paul Felder won that last fight. It was a close fight no matter how you look at it. The leg kicks probably won it for him is what it was. But, you know, after that fight distinctly is kind of what drove me to this. You know, Paul Felder was cracking Dan Hooker. Like, there's no doubt about it. And I do think the issue is going to be here. If Paul Felder was able to crack him like that, I can only imagine what Dustin Poirier is going to do to him. I mean, those last three rounds, I mean, seriously, you, you can't deny that Paul Felder was in there, in his face, getting to him. He came out real strong, but after that, it started breaking down. And you're going to go against Dustin Poirier, the diamond. I mean, this guy will go into deep water. There's no doubt about it. He is proven – I mean, look what he did to Max, who is a world-class striker. And he went toe-to-toe with him and made Max look like a fool. For that reason, man, I got Dustin Poirier on this one. Um, I'm going to disagree here, man. Look, I like I, – this is the one I went back and forth the entire time. I like Dustin. He's had some good fights. You can say he beat Eddie Alvarez, but let's be realistic here. Eddie Alvarez illegally need him in the head, and that's why the fight got ended. It wasn't that – it says TKO. I was like, okay, when's he going to knock him out? And then yeah. it's like, oh, I'm sorry, you got knocked out, but it was an illegal strike. Um, part of the reason – look, the diamond, he's been legit as fuck. He's been – he's fought the best. But one thing that really concerns me is that he's been in just several wars leading up to this fight. Up until the Khabib fight, he had been in three just brutal fights back and forth – Max is a great boxer, but the people Dan usually struggles with are elite kickboxers like Paul Felder, like Edson Barbosa, these guys who have so many tools at their disposal on the feet. And I watched the Barbosa fight again today, and that one was just nasty. But that's Edson Barbosa who throws everything into every shot. And if you're just going to stand and bang with that dude, that's just a mistake. Whereas Dustin, he's more of just your – he's more of a boxer. He does mix in some kicks here and there. Uh the cardio factor, I do want to give to the diamond, but if Dan does what he does and uses his strikes, uses his range well, I'd really like to see him use those calf kicks that he, he uses so well. If he does do that, I think he's going to pick Dustin apart. 
and he's got some really great takedown defense, should stuff the takedowns from the diamond and uh, eke out a decision, if not knock him out. He's got that one KO punch, or he's got that devastating knee that we've seen before. I've got a lot of confidence in this kid, and that's my pick. Well, there you go. I mean, it's going to be a great fight. It's going to be a real badass fight, honestly. It, yeah. it, and as you are saying, you went back and forth many times. So I'll be honest with you. Once I saw a couple of things, I'm sure you're sure on Dustin Poirier there, man. You know, uh, but it could go either way. Like I said, Dan Hooker, a lot of, lot of heat in those hands. No doubt about it. Yeah. Personally, there's, I don't think there's any chance of him knocking out Poirier, though. That, that, to me, just doesn't seem likely. I think if he gets the win, it's going to be by decision. And it's going to be because he's late kicking him and checking him nonstop. I can't see him knocking him out personally. Well, only reason I'm going to say, and I got to throw this in, is we watched him get rocked by Gaethje. We watched him get yeah. rocked by Eddie Alvarez. It's like every fight besides the Khabib fight, he gets rocked. True. And if you think those guys have power in their hand, the hangman can fucking knock anybody out, man. Well, I think it's going to be an awesome fight, dude. Oh, I, I and one, I yeah. <laughs> and one other thing just got to say is even when Dustin shoots is – Dan is just a savage and very aggressive with his submission attempts. He'll go for guillotines. He'll go for crazy stuff, which is going to make this fight even more entertaining. You know what I mean? It's a, it's, for you're sure. going to see a mixed martial arts fight. It's not just going to be a stand and bang. You're going to see every aspect of the game. Yeah, no, for sure. It's, it, it, it's going to be fucking badass. And yeah, it could go either way. I'm, I, I truly, like I said, I already know what I said, a, a Poirier, but like you said, man, it's, it's going to be a war. There's no doubt about it. I'm glad Dustin Poirier went on earlier and like kind of had to calm the fans down and all like the MMA community because they were saying this is an easy fight for him. And he was like, what are you guys talking about? Uh, like, this is going to be one of my hardest fights to date. And you got Dan Hooker is like very confident that he's going to win this fight. So yeah, I like that. Look, look, Poirier has been in the game for a while now. They're about the same age, 31 and 30, but you're going to say that Poirier is the older just because he's got a lot more experience. He's been fighting a For lot sure. longer. Uh, they both fought some incredible talent, both of them. Uh, I give the advantage slightly to Poirier in the caliber of fighters, but Dan's fought some of the best as well. Excellent. Well, all right. There you guys have it. Uh, we got the first three we're on agreements on here. Last two is going to be anyone's game. And, you know, I'm with Ty on that one. It is my pick of the week because I do truly feel that Mike Perry is all mentally fucked up. On paper, Mike Perry should win that fight, but – this doesn't look like his head's in it. I mean, he even posted uh, – sorry, not to go back to that one too real quick, but, I mean, he literally even posted a picture of his girlfriend's ID tag for the fight. Oh, I yeah, mean, I did see that. This guy is like, what the fuck, man? Yeah, so, and I almost did forget to say my pick of the week is definitely going to be Brendan Allen for this one, I think. Like I said, they both I are, like that have the same abilities. They both – their strengths are the, equals, are the same thing, but Brendan's just got more experience and higher caliber opponents that he's beaten. Excellent. Well, very good. All right, guys, you guys got the picks in. We'll see what happens on Saturday night. We are super pumped for this one. Yep, and have... just so we all know, Nick is 18 and 17. I'm 17 and 18. We're neck and neck here, man. Neck and neck, and we got picks, two different yep. winners. We'll see what happens, baby. All right, thank you guys so much. Please like, subscribe, comment. We want the comments, guys. Give us the comments. I want to talk to you guys. We want to we want to get involved in that. So Yeah, please. talk some shit. Come on. We'll take talk any shit. of you on. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> You want to talk shit, talk shit. But yeah, but please like us on Instagram, join us on Instagram, all the above. And for definitely on YouTube as well for however you're watching this or listening. Thank you so much. Yeah, and also try to tag us in your, if you do that verdict MMA, we post ours on um, Instagram. Tag us in yours so we can see your stats. Give you a like at the very least. For sure. All right, guys. Thank you so much. Good night.
we're all good. We'll be back with you guys either Saturday night or Sunday for pro- for real this time. Promise, promise. <laughs> now we won't wait till Monday again. Yep. And yeah, we'll have a good show for you guys on the recap of this one. Can't wait. All right. Shoot.